Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us today. I look forward to Tuesdays because that means Tom Skilling from WGN-TV joins us. Hey, Tom, how are you today? I am doing great. Isn't this weather outstanding? We could just kind of keep this going all year round. What do you think? Oh, I'm all for that, but I think this is it, right? This is the last day of summer, not according to the calendar, but in my heart, I feel this is it. Yeah, you know, we've got one more 80-degree day. That's tomorrow, and then a big jet stream change. Uh, And by this weekend, the coats and sweaters will come out, and we'll have something... uh, more akin to autumn weather around here. The good news in this, though, Lisa, is it appears the pattern that brings us the chill this weekend is transient, so I think the temps will be rebounding again uh, after a cool start next week. Uh, They might not get quite this warm, but they'll be getting back to within striking distance of 70 again. So we're not done with the warm weather yet, even though we've got a chill coming later this week and this weekend. Well, that's good news. I'll take 70. I think 70 is the perfect temperature. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And, of course, you know, we're like two or three weeks away from peak fall colors. They're starting to show up. They're already uh, out in abundance up in the upper Midwest. So uh, it's such a pretty time of the year uh, when you bring those colors on the scene. You don't sound like you're in your usual home studio. Where are you today? No, I actually am. I, oh. I had a meeting down at the uh, at the station, but I'm back here in the weather den with all my papers and my computer monitors and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I'm right here. You know, I've got a brand new uh, phone that I'm talking Maybe that's something uh, that uh, is at work here. Hey, um, you need to start selling your own T-shirts, Tom, because everybody's making up their own, and you could profit (laughs) off of this. You know something? Isn't that amazing? I I didn't realize this uh, spilling T-shirt thing was a thing, but... um, uh, I've been sent a couple of pictures uh, by these, and it's amazing the response they get. Yeah, uh, we were kidding at the station today. We said we we ought to put out these T-shirts and uh, donate the money to charity. That, that wouldn't be a bad idea uh, if people are interested in them. I had no idea there was that level of interest. I'm so interested. Get a kick out of them. I would wear a Skilling T-shirt, absolutely, or a sweatshirt. <laughs> the whole city would, especially if the money was going to charity. I say you need to do it. Yeah, uh, let's let's see where we go with that idea. Uh, that's not a bad idea. You know, we did a, a Tom Skilling Snuggie years ago, <laughs> and I remember I was sitting in the weather office, and somebody from our creative services department came in and said, "Hey, we're going to put your face on a on a Snuggie." And I said, "Well, that ought to discourage uh, you know the distribution of the Snuggie. Imagine some <laughs> piece of clothing with my face on it." But. Um, <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, folks actually liked the things, and uh, so they went over. So maybe we've got something, uh, you know, a new business forming here at some yeah, time. Absolutely, a little side hustle. Not that you need it, Tom. You work enough as it is. Hey, um, isn't October <laughs> usually the month that we are likely to see at least some snow flurries? Yes. You know, uh, this is really meteorologically a finicky month. Uh, something like 74% of our Octobers have seen 80-degree temps. This is clearly one of them. We've had 90s as late as October 4th around here, and we'll be within a striking distance of 90 in parts of the area today, as a matter of fact. 
But on or about October 31st has historically been the first date of our first snow flurries around here. And I was checking the records. If we go back to 1942, which is the date where we started taking measurements of Chicago weather at the airports, first midway, and then in 1980, we switched over to O'Hare. Um, in that 81 years, something like uh, 46% of them have had uh, at least a trace of snow. We've had a couple of years where the snow has actually stuck. Now, it usually doesn't stick around that long at this uh, early date, but uh, yeah, so you can have heat and snow in the same month. And October overall is our second fastest cooling month of the year. November being the fastest cooling, we lose on average about 12 degrees from the first day of the month to the end of the month, or have historically. November will lose another 13 degrees, uh, and the days continue to get shorter. So, you know, all the all the uh, the elements that take us uh, toward winter are at play here, but fortunately, very slowly. So it's not going to happen overnight. I I love it. I love October. I think it's one of our most beautiful months in the Midwest, especially in the northern Illinois area. Hey, the Rockies got snow, didn't they? Yes. Yes, they did. There were advisories up for uh, snow by Yellowstone Park and the Grand Tetons and the Wasatch Mountains, uh, which are right up by Salt Lake City. So, yeah, there's very cool air out in the western U.S. It's the beginning of this pattern change that's going to shift into our area. But, you know, uh, you've got elevations out there that are 10, 12,000 feet or more above sea level. We here in Chicago are just over 600 feet above sea level. So they tend to get the cold air and the snow way ahead of us because of their elevations out there. And the mountaintops are first to see the snow. These aren't occurring uh, down at the low levels yet. But it's that time of the year, Lisa. You know, that starts happening now. So today and tomorrow are our warm days, and then we tend to level off, right? Yeah, actually, uh, we'll have a rather jarring decline uh, later in the week. But we'll be at 88 today, 83 tomorrow. Uh, There'll be a cold front approaching, and later in the day, we could get a couple of scattered showers and thunderstorms tomorrow afternoon or evening. Those will probably impact maybe 30% of the area. And then uh, coverage will grow late tomorrow night and Thursday morning. Uh, for showers and storms, and that's when the real cooling hits after that. So, for instance, on Thursday, we'll be down to 71. We'll be down to 60 on Friday, 56 on Saturday, 59 on Sunday. This will be the coolest year that we've had around here in five months since back in early May. So this weekend will be more than 20 degrees cooler than last weekend, which saw many of us out on beaches and outside in shorts and enjoying the warm weather. There will not be shorts uh, this weekend is standard fare uh, around here. <laughs> it looks a little bit cooler. Tom Skilling is with us. When we come back, we'll talk about lightning strikes, spiders, and possibly an outlook for snow this winter. Right now, Mary's back. She's got your current temps and a check on traffic. 720 WGN. Tom Skilling's with us. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, the spiders are back. That's when I know that fall is definitely coming because... There are webs everywhere. Have they webbed your house or your deck or any of your outdoor area? You know what? I'm in one of these high-rises, and I I have a balcony here, and I'm always amazed um, at the spiders out there, and they're they're crawling around. Uh, I see one little spider web out the window right now. But, yeah, we've been getting some beautiful pictures of spider webs. And, you know, with all that moisture that has caused some fog in the outlying areas in the morning hours, 
I've been getting some beautiful pictures of the condensation on the spider webs mixed for some beautiful photography. But, uh, yeah, no question about it. I, I think the, uh, the little critters all around us are aware of the fact that we're on borrowed time with this warm weather. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll start seeing the, uh, the effects of fall uh, more often in the weeks to come. Well, and the squirrels are going crazy uh, with the with the acorns. Yeah. The acorns are prolific this year. I guess there's something That's where every other year they they tend to fall at a more rapid rate, or possibly they produce more acorns. I don't know the whole story, but I know that the squirrels are busy. Yeah, you know, I, I, one of the fellows who um, sends me pictures, John Edmondson, uh, told me he was out for a walk up in the Munderline area, and he was hit by four different. <laughs> acorns i told him be careful that you know that could <laughs> it hurt. hurts yeah, uh, it does and hurt. of course we've got our farmers out in the field the harvest is underway um i'm getting beautiful pictures of uh, the work i'll tell you the field work goes on day and night uh yeah. as you well know uh being married to a farmer uh lisa yeah he's and, out uh, at about six in the morning he's getting in around 10 10 30 at night i usually deliver food about seven at night and then they make a few more rounds and come in but um it's it's been beautiful we've been blessed with some good weather and looks like the yields are pretty good so um yeah let's hope you for know, a good one, year the one drawback at least you know we we've been dry and so uh, like the mississippi river level is down and i gather this has um, hampered some of the barge and the barge prices are up and of course we ship 60 percent of our grain down the Mississippi River to foreign markets uh, uh, by barge. And, um, you know, it's interesting. The slower-moving Mississippi River has allowed salt water to creep northward down by New Orleans, and the uh, Corps of Engineers has had to bring in bottled water because uh, the salt water is infusing itself in some of the uh, fresh water systems uh, down there in some communities around New Orleans. And I saw that. Good. Tom, you got to explain that to me. So the salt water is emerging up the Mississippi River. Is it because of lack of rainfall and what would traditionally push yes. it back out? Yes, the water flow is down. And uh, salt water tends to be denser than fresh water. So what happens is uh, this salt water creeps in in the lower uh, reaches of the river. And um, so what the Corps of Engineers down there has been doing to try and avert this is they build these berms. Uh, they pile up water from the, the lake or the uh, river bottom sediment. And uh, the hope there is that they uh, somehow abort the northward movement of this uh, denser salt water, but they could only do so much. So uh, they're having to deliver fresh water in bottles uh, to some communities down there. Hmm. And it's all because of the slower uh, river flow this year. Tom Skilling is with us from WGN-TV. We talked about snow in the Rockies. I know Noah came out. I saw you said on Facebook that it's their birthday today, but Noah came out yeah. and kind of issued a winter forecast. But it looks like this might be somewhat dry, right? You know, it's interesting. Um, we've got an El Nino. Uh, that's a warming of the equatorial Pacific waters. And even though that's thousands of miles away, it affects the way jet streams blow. And uh, so there are upstream and downstream effects. And one of the effects in many El Nino winters, not all, but many, is uh, we tend to get warmer than average temperatures in the winter season and less snowfall uh, and less precipitation, as you point out. So that's kind of the thinking right now. Now, we'll see if that works out. 
you know, uh, El Nino's uh, and La Nina's don't always, uh, you know, uh, dictate what the season will be. For instance, last year, all that rain in California and the Rockies was really a surprise because it was a La Nina winter last year. And typically that occurs farther north than, say, down in Southern California. So it all goes to show these El Nino and La Nina years don't always, uh, uh, you know, uh, sync up with what they've done in the past. But um, if if El Nino is an indication, and if it turns out to be the driver of this winter's weather, could cut down on uh, the snow that we see. We'll see. Hmm. And in other weather news, I saw you post that another airline got hit by lightning. And when when I talked about this before, pilots called in and said, many times if you're on a flight that's hit by lightning, you don't even know. Right. You know, it, it's not necessarily a, a catastrophic event. Um, the news of this lightning stroke uh, strike came out of our uh, next star Honolulu, Hawaii station. Uh, they were getting calls, I guess, at the station about a delay in a Hawaiian Airlines flight out of Las Vegas. And they checked into it. It turns out a flight left just after 6 o'clock last night out of Las Vegas, took off, was struck by lightning, and they turned around and returned to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, KHON, uh, our station there, uh, quotes some of the passengers as saying they were shook up, uh, but that there appeared to be no immediate damage to the aircraft, and they got down safely. Nobody was hurt or anything, but that can be a jarring experience, no question about it. Okay, so the passengers can tell, because this is what people were disputing the last time it happened. They said, oh, many times you're not even aware, and I thought, I don't know, if my plane got hit by lightning, I'd like to return to the airport just to make sure everything's in good shape. <laughs> no. Well, you know, they are right. Uh, you don't always know you've been struck by lightning, but apparently this one, uh, they knew it. Uh, must have been a loud crash or something. You know, there's some really weird stuff. You'll have wings that glow with, uh, uh, you know, the St. Elmo's fire-type phenomenon. Uh, and occasionally I've had pilots tell me that they'll get these little crawlers, uh, these uh, streaks of uh, uh, spark-like uh, streaks on their windshield. And they can actually rub their finger across the window and, and manipulate these uh, these little uh, crawlers up there, electrical huh. crawlers. Um, doesn't always happen, but it can happen. And uh, so, yeah, there's some really interesting phenomena, electrical phenomena with flights. Wow. All right, well, give us the forecast, and then we'll let you get on your way so you can do your thing and we can watch you on TV tonight. What are we looking at for the next couple of days? Well, uh, the rest of this evening is going to be gorgeous. Uh, overnight, we'll see some more clouds come in, uh, partly cloudy to cloudy. and be down in the 60s, which is, by the way, about as warm as the normal highs are this time of the year. Tomorrow, we'll go up to 83, partly cloudy to cloudy, a few scattered showers or thunderstorms, about 30% coverage on those uh, in the afternoon or evening. Better cover storms or showers late tomorrow night, Thursday morning. And then it turns breezy and cooler Thursday afternoon and much cooler, kind of cloudy and showery on Friday. Same thing on Saturday. Uh, Fridays, uh, Thursday will go down to 71. It'll be about 60 on Friday, 56 Saturday, and 59 Sunday. So, you know, get the warm weather gear ready to go and have an extra blanket if you like to sleep with the window open because it'll be getting a little bit cooler, uh, to say the least. Thank you so much, Tom. We'll be looking for you on TV tonight. All right, Lisa, you take care. Have a great day. Tom Skilling.
Brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Coming up after four, Terry Savage. Get your questions in now. You have a chance to talk to Terry. You can also call 312-981-7200. Sports click on the way. And what are the odds that Messi doesn't play in Chicago tomorrow night? Especially after you paid all that money for those tickets. That's all coming up after the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.